0: Certain times you just got to realize that, you know, what you used to know ain't worth shit. You know what I mean? It it just ain't worth shit. Motherfuckers, they're trying to take Biggie Smalls from me, man. The notorious B.I.G. Fuck no, man. Are you serious? It was all a dream. It was all a fucking dream. Are are we we on? Is everybody on? Are we on? I don't know. You know me, guys. I just get to talking and rambling and shit. But, oh, God, it feels good to be back with everybody. I see everybody coming into the chat room everything's lining up what's going on everybody out there it's been a long time hasn't it (laughs) it's been a long fucking time um and that's how you know it's me because if if i didn't clear my throat live everybody should question whether it's me if you don't hear the person clear their throat live at least like five times it takes me about a good a good seven or eight throat clears you know how your throat gets Groggy and foggy when you're smoking that garlic, onion, and mustard strain. <laughs> that good shit. Ah, yeah, man. They're trying to take fucking Biggie from us, man. But, anyways, um, let, let me catch up with everybody out there. How's everybody doing? Um, we're back, somebody I am back. It's been a long time. Fuck, the last episode was um, I almost lost everything, right? When um what happened with my son? Um shit, was that a month ago? That might have been a month ago. Might have been longer than that. It's been a long time since I've podcast and <clears throat> I feel obligated to fill everybody in on what's been going on with me. A lot of new things. Um, I know a lot of people out there have probably been checking out the Me Against the World. If you have, shouts out to you. Um, We're going to get a whole lot of things going in with this YouTube series. Um, I'm the first to kick this thing off from Minnesota. A lot of people have, have had YouTube shows and series, but nobody from Minnesota because Minnesota doesn't have that creative spunk. Minnesota is the state that waits for somebody else to do it then they try to see can we do it better than him Minnesota is not a creation state it's barely even an innovative state (laughs) it can't even make shit better okay let's be let's keep it a bean Minnesota sucks Minnesota this state sucks I'm not gonna lie to you guys the first thing I would do is move from this motherfucker I'm not gonna lie to you like I my memories are good here I got good memories growing up and you know things like that but eh once I realized what the temperament of this like, 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 let's let's talk about it. Not a lot of people listen to my podcast. That's a goddamn lie. <laughs> I had to talk my shit. I had to post my shit on Instagram. I had to talk my shit. Show these motherfuckers. A lot of people probably be like, "Oh, he." I can hear the whispers from mainly from the my ex friends and family. <clears throat> After having a good talk with a very influential person in my life, they. Kind of got me going down the path where I'm not going to spend so much time throwing rocks at the family and friends who I'm mad at. I'm going to spend more time um, giving flowers to the family and friends who stuck around, who support. Um, Because sometimes when I'm always on social media, mainly Facebook, I don't get too mad on any of my other social media platforms. Ah, Twitter, Twitter, I get mad. Twitter, I'll rant. Twitter, I'll go down a fucking wormhole. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Twitter, I will go down a fucking wormhole. I'll start tripping. Start Gangbanging. But for the most part, it's just Facebook because Facebook is where I get the least amount of traffic at because I really don't mess around on Facebook too much as far as like trying to get new people. Um, I probably should, though. That's a mistake on my part, but I don't. I just leave my Facebook account where it is and where my Facebook account is, is um, I just have family and friends. That's all that follows me on Facebook. I don't have any. A lot of the people don't know how to <clears throat> don't even know what my. Facebook handle is they don't follow me on Facebook I don't encourage them I don't like you know when you got Facebook or Instagram you can kind of go to your contacts and say hey follow me here I don't I didn't do that with Facebook so I, I don't do it with Facebook it's just the family also and the friends and so on that uh platform from time to time I'll go on rants fuck all you motherfuckers you guys aren't sharing you're not doing anything with my shit and then I see the shit that they do share and it makes me even more upset right but that's just Facebook Twitter, Twitter is kind of where I just like say random shit that I'm going through throughout the day. I'll just see shit and say shit. It's not necessarily tied to anything. It's just my sporadic random thoughts, <clears throat> and my way that I keep uh, my fans because Twitter is more of a broad based than Facebook. Twitter is more of a broad platform, so it's where I like post what I'm doing, and I get a lot of new followers and subscribers and supporters from twitter i do a lot of people say i found you on twitter man i seen you on twitter i seen you on twitter so twitter is also a fishing a waterhole for me <clears throat> facebook is not facebook's not a waterhole like i said that's just family and friends that's it i don't have anybody that follows me on facebook that's like a podcast listener that's like an avid supporter of my shit It's just people that i used to know and my family Twitter. I don't have any of my family and friends on Twitter. I maybe got like two or three people that I know in real life on Twitter. Everybody else that I fuck with on Twitter are people that have came to my um, platform on Twitter via my podcast. And so, um, and then I got Instagram. Instagram is, I like Instagram because I'm a visual person. So, and I'm being more aware of the things that I'm putting out on Instagram. Um, I used to just put anything on Instagram. I used to treat Instagram like it was Twitter. <laughs> I used to actually treat <laughs> Instagram like it was a mixture of Twitter and Facebook. I would post my sporadic thoughts and I would post my fucking venomous shit towards my family and friends. <laughs> and then I realized what t- that Instagram is the big dog. And Instagram is the big dog. And you want to be careful on how you're perceived. So I kind of pulled back on all the radical shit on Instagram. It's mostly where I just try to make people laugh, think a little bit, not too much. I don't want to make you think too much, just a little bit. Think, hey, a little bit of thinking. Um, I update people, like I said, I'm tied into shit, so I get news and before the average person. And then uh, it's another <clears throat> place where I promote what it is that I got going. But um, I haven't seen you guys since the last episode, which was like I said a month ago. Uh, the episode, I almost lost everything. Uh, I did well. That episode did so fucking well that I took a month off. Like I said, let's, let's, <laughs> <laughs> it did so well that I took a fucking month off those two months. Was it two months? I don't even know how long ago that was off to check when I upload this, but I I know it was at least a month, but I took, it did so well that I took a fucking month off and that's because I'm learning how to, um, reap rewards for my podcast from streaming, um, from my ads. Uh a lot of my plaque my podcast platforms I run ads on. Um, not only for my podcast, but for different other people's podcasts. Cause I have a good they say I have a good sounding voice. Uh I'm able to read out loud, which a lot of niggas can't do. <laughs> a lot of your most toughest street niggas in the world, yeah, you're tough. Them niggas will shoot a nigga, them niggas will do 28 years in prison, them niggas will sell 38 keys ask them niggas to read out loud for 3 to 5 minutes without fumbling <laughs> that's when shit that, that 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 that's when shit gets funny yeah nigga you ain't so tough and i'm learning all of this i'm learning so many lessons that i wish i would have knew as a youth if i'd have knew what i know now as a youth god and and I, I remember i used to hear elderly people say that and i'd be like what the fuck are you talking about if you knew now which but oh me and just in that department nothing else <clears throat> nothing else but just when it comes to niggas but anyway let's stay on point so I did the um I did the um I almost lost everything podcast about my family the situation with my son having to discipline him realizing that physically disciplining my kid isn't the way I want to go and I don't know if I was clear I probably told people not to discipline their kid hey you can raise your child however you want to raise him you know I that was just my suggestion but me the relationship that I have with my son and how he sees me as a father, I don't need to do that. Now, you might need to whip your son because he doesn't see you how my son sees me. Get it? So I can't go out here and <clears throat> tell everybody, you, can't whip. you shouldn't whip your kid. You shouldn't whip your kid. No, maybe you might need to because he doesn't see you like a goddamn superhero. My son sees me as a superhero, so there's no need for me to physically discipline him. Um, And that was the lesson on that. But yeah, Anyways, so it did like I, I, I got a lot of streams on that a lot that was shared by a lot of people. And it was like my first big check from podcasting. Um, <clears throat> first big, nice check from podcasting. And it's basically just a culmination of me figuring it all out now, understanding how to tie my ads into my revenue streams, into my uh, streamings, into everything that I do as far as podcasting and content, creating YouTube, everything. I'm learning how to centralize it and make it all flow into one direction. So the. The episode, uh, I almost lost everything was basically a representation of that. And that's why either way, um, that would have been my first actual check from podcasting. It just so happened that the episode was fucking dynamite. Right. The episode was was incredible. But had it not been that, still would have been my first actual check. It, I probably would have just got like maybe a hundred dollars. I might have got a hundred dollars or <sighs> something like in 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 that range, hundred dollars, maybe two, three hundred dollars. But because the episode did so well, I seen a nice check, and then I went away on you niggas. I, I dipped on you niggas. <laughs> no, but um, one of the things that I did realize while doing this is is that my podcast um show. The North star podcast is more like a masterpiece. You have masterpieces and you have stop signs, right? Masterpieces, stop signs. Now what's the difference between a masterpiece and a stop sign? Well, <clears throat> the difference between a masterpiece and a stop sign is the difference between my podcast and all other podcasts and content creators, not only in Minnesota, in the world i don't really see anybody who creates content the way that i do it in such an exclusive manner so um masterpieces and stop signs you have a masterpiece that's painted by picasso right you have a masterpiece painted by vincent van gogh leonardo da vinci michelangelo <clears throat> these white guys i don't know any african any african artists we can say uh, basquiat all right yeah basquiat that's the only one we know but anyways You have these masterpieces that are painted by these famous artists, but they don't paint paintings every day. They don't paint them every week. They wait until they feel inspired, and then they paint, and then that painting becomes a masterpiece, right? And so that's what the North Star Podcast is. That's why I say it's the number one most exclusive podcast in Minnesota. It's the exclusivity that makes my podcast different. So much information. I believe my podcast is historical. <clears throat> and now with it expanding to almost like 55,000 people. Are, check out my podcast. If you put all my platforms together. um, I realize that I have something special. My voice. My appearance. Everything that goes into being Simba Ali is very, very special. My history. You know, before me and my best friend Quincy there was no hip-hop in Minnesota and I mean people rapping in groups there was no hip-hop culture and when I say there was no hip-hop culture in Minnesota what I mean is there was nobody in Minnesota who was making music and starting to develop the sound right of Minnesota hip-hop here that's what I mean right so like in 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 the West Coast in California, you had Ice T, and you had these people who were creating the sound. And before Ice T, there really was none. That's why he gets that credit, right? You get to the, you know, you get to the East Coast, and you have like who who who's the first one? Uh, Run D M C. You got Melly Mel, the message. You see what I'm saying? So for Minnesota, if you want to talk about we are the in in Minnesota. Me and Quincy, rest in peace Quincy, and myself are pretty much, we are that here. We're the Melly Mel, we're the Ice-T. We remember when there wasn't any. Now, like I said, we, we had DMG, but we remember when there wasn't any culture. You weren't going to clubs and getting into rap battles with other people, and people weren't dropping albums, and there weren't groups popping up, and there was no culture of hip-hop being created. We, we, we witnessed hip-hop. We watched it. As it was being done on the East Coast and on the West Coast. But we didn't participate. Me and my best friend Quincy are the first pioneers of the participators. And that wave, it was you know, from us, it was a whole wave that came after us of participators in hip-hop. Prior to us, it was just DMG and rigor mortis. And I'm going to keep it a bean with you guys on that, okay? So, anyways. So... When you're talking about me, what it means to be me, you have the the voice, the ability, the intelligence. I'm highly, highly intelligent thanks to my mother and all the books that I've read and accumulated up to this point. You have the natural charisma. So all of these things come into the person of Simba Ali. And that goes into to the podcast, which makes it exclusive. A lot of people who do podcasts... Their fame makes them, um, is, is what fuels the interest in them. Oh, this guy was famous, so, but he's not necessarily a special or interesting person, right? I see a lot of podcasts and popping up in the city and it's like, who, who is this guy? I see you got the podcast. I see you got the cameras and you got the guest, and but who are you, fam? Are you that guy in a room that's gonna have everybody laughing? That's gonna have everybody wanting to be like him, that's gonna have everybody feeling centered on you. That's what I mean when I say exclusive. I'm one of the only people that has a podcast that was that guy. There are a few other ones here, not too many. There not too many. <laughs> But there are a few other people from Minnesota who were that guy. But the difference is they can't translate it on screen. They can't translate it when they're talking. See, on a microphone, when thousands and possibly millions of people are going to be watching. That's what I'm saying. It's not just having the talent that makes you special. Can you summon your talent on the snap of a finger? Once again, me. So, again... the exclusivity of who I am in Minnesota, right? I'm talking my shit now. That's what makes my podcast what it is. So again, masterpieces, stop signs. My podcast is a masterpiece. My podcast is a Vincent Van Gogh. It's a Picasso. It's a Michelangelo. And I come and I do my podcast when I get inspired. And when I was running around, trying to get guests and trying to keep up with what I seen from the other podcasters. You know, the other guys out there who who rely on guests and 99.9% of podcasters do rely on guests. They do not upload academics, uh, drink champs. 99.9% of podcasters, especially ones that are hosted or ran by black males. They need guests. Black males, unfortunately, since the 60s, <laughs> are unable to hold good conversations and are able to keep an audience engaged. You gotta rap, rap, nigga, sing, do some, <laughs> take a ball and run with it and dunk with it. But for a black man to stand flat footed and have that much wisdom and intellectual properties, and master of the crowd to keep somebody sitting and listening to your voice and what's on your brain and your opinions for 30 to 40 to an hour. No, no, I need a guest. Let me go grab a guest. See what I'm saying? So that's what makes me exclusive. And I started to fall into that. I started to, Oh, let me go get a guest and let me start to go get guests and get, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why would I go get a guest? nobody, that I've had on my show and that's not a disrespect to them I'm talking about even Charleston White Shouts out to Charleston White he pepper sprayed soldier boy Charleston White pepper sprayed soldier boy but even him um isn't comparable to me right definitely in my eyes but even if you want to put up person for person but anyway, but that's not what this is about So what, what, what it is about is that I realize that I don't want to be chasing down guests When I'm the person <laughs> I'm the motherfucker Why am I keep trying to go through this Rejection and I'm calling and bo- Just to get somebody on the show that Come on, it's me I'm the motherfucker, right? I'm the exclusive one What goes on in my brain How I see the world Is The source and the key of entertainment. So why do I feel this need to do what they're doing? They do guests. I don't do guests. I, I turn this fucking mic on and I start talking my shit about the subjects that are going on in the world from a perspective that's never been heard of before. An intelligent black man. A free thinking black man. I know that sounds easy, but it's a fucking endangered species in America. A free thinking black man. You think your own thoughts. Yep, I sure do. that's 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 a that's an interesting perspective to have so again stop signs masterpieces my podcast is a masterpiece when I get inspired I come and I I paint I come and I sing come and I play when I'm inspired I don't just do it so I can put content up so I can have content up for attention that's not what I do it for I figured the game out. I do this shit for money now. I do this shit for my family's future. <laughs> I've cracked the code. I do this shit for therapy. And I also do this shit because I want to. I want to. So yes, masterpieces and stop signs. Now, let's talk about the difference between a masterpiece and a stop sign. Like I said, a masterpiece is a, art, is a piece of art that you'll marvel at for years. Generations of people will marvel at this work for years. Wow. That's, that's, that's a masterpiece Whatever inspired this motherfucker to paint this I'm feeling it And now people are staring at it in art museums That's beautiful, that's a masterpiece That's what my podcast is, the North Star Podcast Masterpiece, when people listen to it They feel something They feel something They think something They hate something, they love something They cry something, they learn something That's a lot of emotions to go through. That's a lot of things to go through in one podcast with one just black nappy-headed nigga talking. One black nappy-headed nigga, big nostrils, big bangy lips, nappy-headed nigga like myself, just sitting here talking, can derive all of those feelings within a human being that's capable of doing so many things. So anyway, so back to the painting. Masterpiece. Generations. Art. Museums timeless now you got stop signs though right you got stop signs now a stop sign nobody ever sits and marvels at a stop sign right (laughs) when's the last time you pulled up on a stop sign and just sat there oh my god look at the fucking octagon shape in the red no but they're everywhere stop signs are everywhere there's a stop sign in montana there's stop signs in New York. There's stop signs in California, in Mississippi, in Canada. There's stop signs in Mexico. El Horto. How do you say stop in Mexican? El Horto. Siso, slow downo. <laughs> they got stop signs in Europe. They got stop signs in Africa. How do you say stop in Africa? <coughs> they got stop signs all over the world. A stop sign is put up and made every day that's the other content creators that's the other podcasters all the other podcasters that are every day they're putting out episode every day they got a guest every day every day every day they're just trying to be relevant trying to be relevant from people who never were relevant see when you've been that nigga you're not in a rush to be it you just want to get your feelings out and let people know the lion roar the lion right the lion just roars but you don't necessarily do it for attention. You're doing it to let the jungle know it feels good to be a lion and you guys aren't lions, right? So anyway, when I see these other content creators and podcasters every day, I got to put out episode me and, and stop signs because I watch them. I'm listening to the podcast. I watch it. Everyone. Every, there's not a podcast in Minnesota. Trust me. I love listening to podcasts, period. But there's not a podcaster in Minnesota. That doesn't drop an episode that I don't, that I don't listen to. Shouts out to the Bagland Podcast. Yeah, I check. Like I said, you may you guys may not know it. I might not be there. I might not be all in your face, but I listen to every single episode of every podcaster coming out because I want to know who my competition is. And also, I'm a person that's real when it comes to good work. That's the thing about me. That's another great quality that I have that a lot of men, definitely black men, don't have. I can hate you, but once you crack through, I let the whole world know I was hating, I was wrong, and then I become a fan of you. I've told you guys the story about Drake. When Drake came around, light-skinned, fuzzy-ass October zone. I was hating this light-skinned, fuzzy, soft, he's going to fuck up hip-hop. I love hip-hop, big baggy jeans, hip-hop, fighting, dangerous. This light-skinned nigga's going to fuck up hip-hop so every song that he came out with trash my boy b.c quincy blue would try to play him in the, hey man you got trash 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 everybody trash 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 and then like i said i heard Oh, uh, i think it's the uptown anthem or some shit some shit uh with him and little wayne and bun b on it i think it's uptown anthem and my body said stop you hating And I said it to all my friends, I said, nigga, this shit's cold. And then I start really having an ear for Drake and I start listening to Drake and the hate went away. So that's what I mean when I'm tough on somebody and I'm challenging to people. If I say your show's whack, your podcast is whack, I'm always listening for a chance to hold. Wait a second. That was a good episode. I always do that. That's when you see me giving Puffy credit. People might catch me like giving Puffy his flowers or he likes Puffy. No, I'm just giving people their flowers. Just, you know, I can't hate you all the time and I can't like you all the time. That's my whole thing. I like LeBron James. He's my favorite basketball player, but I can speak up on the shit that he does that's Shady concerning us and concerning, you know, um, being politically correct as far as being humanitarianism. Is that a word? (laughs) Anyways. So I love, you know, LeBron James, that's my nigga, but I can still speak up. I don't necessarily like, uh, who, who's somebody that I don't like? Jay-Z. Jay-Z, I'm not a big fan of Jay-Z. But I can speak up when he does something good and say, hold on now, fam, wait a second. Now, this is good. Jay-Z did this. I don't have to say, oh, because, you know, I'm mad at him with the Roger Goodell and I'm mad at him with all this shit over here that, now Jay-Z does something good. I can't acknowledge it. So, again, I don't, where was I going? I was, I was going down a good pace. Oh, anyway, podcasters. Okay, so. Like I said, when I listen to these guys drop their podcast episodes, I'm listening hoping. I'm hoping for to laugh. When I see people dropping new reality TV shows, of course, you guys see I got the Me Against the World coming out. And now the whole state of Minnesota is scrambling, trying to come out with TV shows. (laughs) They are because like, I, I don't know if I Oh, that was probably in a post. I don't think I brought it to the forefront, but Minnesota is the hub of the civil rights struggle in America. The hub. When you're talking about civil rights struggles and you're talking about anything concerning black people and civil rights and black people and civil rights and civil rights and black people, you're talking about Minnesota. That's the number one state on the radar. Thanks to George Floyd. So they're scrambling. The state of Minnesota is scrambling, trying to get personalities that go along with the democratic narrative, go along with the old, this is what we're trying to do narrative. And here I am. I'm the voice of the city. I just naturally am. I am the voice of Minnesota, not the Twin Cities. I'm not the voice of the Twin Cities. I'm the voice of the entire state of Minnesota. If you look at my analytics, white Rural people in the rural areas of Minnesota fucking love me. And that's why people are like, well, what's going on? Where's the disconnect? Well, the disconnect is in my home state, black people do not like me. Black people are. and But what you got to understand is we don't really have black people here. We have these Android niggas who only know their culture of being black from television. That's it. of people, black people in Minnesota, get their culture from television. They didn't have mothers that gave them books to read. They didn't have mothers that had cotton in the house. My mom had a piece of cotton in the house in a glass frame. No, man, you niggas wasn't seated in your people like I was. And that's probably to your benefit and to my detriment. I say that about my mom. I said, Mom, I wish you wouldn't have black-powered me so much because it made me, like, when it, when it comes to fighting, I could beat white people up, no problem. If a white dude wants to fight, I don't even think twice, I'll fuck him up. But if a brother wants to fight me, for some reason, I pause. I feel sad. I'd be like, damn, man, black people fighting each other. All of that stupid shit goes in my mind, and it and it inhibits me from doing what I need to do what it used to. Now that I know it, I shouldn't, I turn that shit off. But growing up, I was never good at confrontations with black people because my mom had put so much black shit in my brain and my soul that I was always ready to fight a white person. I was never ready to fight a nigga. So when a nigga would punch me in the head because my hat was to the left or if a nigga punched me or, you know, stabbed me in the shoulder because my hat was to the right or because I had red or blue on, it was confusing to me. I'm like, wait a second, nigga. Aren't we supposed to be fighting? Wait. So as I got older, I started to realize, and that's what you guys see now with the podcast and the anger towards the gang community. It had to manifest and grow up. Wait a second. That feeling that I felt as a young, wait a second. Why are we, this don't make sense. Selling drugs to each other, robbing each other. We ain't doing nothing to the motherfuckers that we claim we don't like. Anyways, let's get back on, on task. Masterpieces. Stop signs. So when I see other podcasters every week dropping content, I'm saying, oh, stop signs. There's another stop sign went up. Because, like I say, when I listen, I'm listening, hoping to laugh. I'm hoping to become a fan of your podcast and say, man, this dude has a gift. Not he has a mic and he just knows how to do computer shit a little bit better than the average nigga, so he has a podcast show. No. I like to see people that are gifted. Oh, man, you were meant to do this. Like when people hear my podcast show, damn, bro, what else could you? You're meant to speak on a microphone and have your intellectual thoughts come out of your mouth, from your soul, from the pits of your stomach. You're meant to talk about sports. You're meant to talk about current events. This is what you're meant to do. And if I can see that in you, then immediately what was, um, you might call it hate. People can call it hate. Oh, you're hating. I like to just call it a... Uh, competitiveness what was once competitiveness starts to fall back and give props hey man dude is good once I see you're good and naturally good at what it is you do I can't hate on you I hate when I feel like you're lying when I feel like you're taking up the space of somebody who should be that's now we're getting into the issue I get mad when I see somebody taking up the space of somebody who should have that network they should have everything that you have, but you, you shouldn't have it. And not because you're you. You shouldn't have it because you're not funny. You're not making me laugh or you're not good at basketball. Or you're not good at baseball. Whatever it is that we've came here to see, you're not good at it. So why is everybody rooting and hollering about you if you're not the good one? That's why I like like the UFC. Um, What's the brother's name with the curly hair? Sean O'Malley. He talks a lot of shit and everything, but he beats motherfuckers ass. I have the utmost respect when everybody says this is the guy and then that guy performs. But don't go bringing me a show and I look up and everybody's sharing it. And this is the new show. This is the new show. And switch around. <laughs> this is the new show. And OK, OK, this is the show. OK, good. I see my niggas in it. Good, good. This is this is it because I want something to pump to put on my page. I want something to put on my page and say, yes, I guarantee you you're going to laugh at this, this is going to be good. I look at it and it's dry. It's dry. This isn't funny. This isn't funny at all. And why is everybody sharing this? And you guys have real people out here with funny shit that has people spitting out water. You cannot watch. You can't listen to one of my posts. You can't listen to my podcast and not laugh from the pit of your stomach. I just sat and watched a whole five-minute clip on Instagram. I didn't laugh once. But everybody's sharing this. They got the broad... What's her name? Kia Edwards? Is that her name? Kia Edwards? The girl from Care 11. The light-skinned girl. She was a little slim. Now she's getting a little chunky. Yeah, a little Kia Edwards and got chunky to the motherfucker. I think Care 11... That's why Care 11 cut her. Now she's on Live on Lake Street? I'm talking it today, guys. Fuck it. I'm in my song. <laughs> Kia Edwards... Damn! So Kia Edwards got dropped, or did she leave? Kia Edwards is that her name? Kia Edwards. It is her name. Kia Edwards from Care Eleven left Care Eleven to go to Live on Lake Street. Now, that's a big, that's a big step down. Okay, let's call it what it is the step down? Like I don't give a fuck how good the North Star podcast is. Don Lemon should not be leaving CNN to come fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, let's be, give it a bean. Don Lemon has left CNN and is now gonna be doing what he did on CNN for the North Star podcast like I'm great my nigga I'm good you know what I'm saying I showed you guys I posted on the Instagram I'm, I'm getting this money I'm doing good you know what I'm saying? Get little, but come on Donnie damn Don Lemon you so it makes me think like what the fuck is going on Kia Edwards but like I say Kia Edwards she's dry she doesn't have the personality she's just forced there she's she's been forced. she's light-skinned she's a light-skinned black girl who's gonna put black lives matter and george floyd and she's gonna cry they tried to force her on the people you can't force you can't force feed the people it has to be natural selection We don't want Kia Edwards, man. She's dry. We don't want this show that you're trying to pulse and push on us. It's dry. We don't want these podcasters that look like Adam 22 Jumper and Vlad TV that sit niggas down and have them look silly. And I don't even remember what the interview was about. I can't remember anything that was in this fucking interview. Just we're just here. We're just doing it because Adam did it and. Vlad did it, so we're going to do it over here. I'm going to put the beard on. And we're doing it. Come on, fam. You didn't. Ugh. So anyway, again, masterpieces, stop signs. Stop signs put up every single day. They're put up all around the world. They're one of the biggest money makers on a day-to-day basis. So they got good content every day. Stop sign. There's another one. But that doesn't have anything to on the motherfucker who's making that NFT right now. That NFT that's going to sell for fucking. Right now it's going to sell for 320 million NFT. And then go on again to sell for 2 billion. Because of the art and the, who the person was that did it. <laughs> that's what it comes down to me. Simba Ali. I am like I said. I seen I seen hip hop brought up here. I went to the Northside and Southside schools. I went to Hall. I went to the inner city schools and had to get in fights with the gang gang niggas. People seeing the, everybody's watching my um reality TV show. You guys see me walking around Northside Minneapolis, walking around Southside Minneapolis. No problem, ain't nigga, please. I was that before. I'm not some dude who started a podcast behind a keyboard and, and is now trying to assert himself as something. No, I was already that guy. I was already that guy moved around North Minneapolis, walked up and down the streets. I've always been that guy. Tough. No, I'm not tough. Not no tough nigga. But I'm going to go for mine. I'm going to go for mine. And that mentality I keep and I carry it with me through podcasting. Now, if you've never had to cultivate that mentality then you can't, academics can't do, it's too late. Academics can't start walking around in hoods and shit. Yeah, nigga, no, no, you're gonna get fucked up. But you see Charleston White moving around Miami during Rolling Loud, Mason fucking soldier boy. How was he able to do that? Because he was doing that before. It's easy to transition into this internet blogger shit when you were that guy before. And you know what it takes and you understand what comes with what you're doing. Right. You understand the games that you play and you're you're not in. You're, you understand vibrations. You understand temperament. You understand neighborhood. You understand code. You understand firearms, motherfucker. You understand physical combat. You understand exits. You understand um tac- tactics. Nigga, if you ain't got those kind of things in in your repertoire, you might not want to move how I move. But again, Seeing Simba Ali do me against the world, how I move around the city. So now I'm taking my podcast and shit, not like a food truck, just popping up anywhere to let people know, stop. Showing how funny it is and how um, entertaining, funny sometimes, but always entertaining when I'm engaging with my fellow human. It's just a, a dance that I love to do. I just love to do the dance of when I engage with a human being. What are you thinking about? And the dance we do back and forth in dialogue. I just love that. So I broadcast that to the world. That's what podcasting is. Podcasting is speaking. So why do so many people that have podcasts, why can't they speak? I don't see them speaking and, oh, my God, that was deep what bro said. No. Who is a podcaster out of Minnesota that posts content on their social media platform of them speaking this is my idea opinion i'm thinking nothing they're dry they're stupid they're dull but they do have the backing of the all the people who George Floyd and the democrats and they got they i'm telling you Minnesota is scrambling right now dear Minnesota if you guys can happen that if you got any nigga out there with some pizzazz man you niggas better bring that nigga to fucking the forefront bring him to peter parker Bring them to Peter Parker. Bring them to 89.9. Yeah, KMOJ. You guys got to get these because they're scrambling. Minnesota right now is panicking because I, Simba Ali, am the voice of the state. They're trying to find somebody that they can put their network, their powers, their camera, their money, their their um infrastructure. They're trying to put everything behind this guy so that will overshadow Simba. Same thing like with Malcolm X. Malcolm X came along organically and the people like, you see this redhead nigga out here? He was the nigga in the streets. Now the nigga's running around telling niggas stop doing what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Red? He used to do cocaine and fuck with white bitches and rob niggas. Now he's with the Nation of Islam telling niggas that was fucked up. But he's out here in the streets doing real shit, man. This nigga's a real nigga, man. A real leader. So the powers that, hold on. <laughs> They had to go in their little corner Hold on the, the Jews and the and the, the niggas that want integration, the good church going niggas. Hey, man, we need to we need a leader to we need somebody else to combat Malcolm X, his organic movement. So what they do, they went and found Martin Luther King and they groomed him. And They did everything they can so they can put him out to quiet because Malcolm X would take over everything. If there was no Martin Luther King, Malcolm X takes over the whole movement, the whole mind. Of the black American. We don't you have to give us Martin Luther King so it's balancing heads and tails. If all we had was Malcolm X and we did not have Martin Luther King, you would be dealing with a very different, more hostile Negro than what you got. <laughs> the Negro that you got that ended up playing basketball, that Magic Johnson smiling, that's that's Martin Luther King, man. Yeah, the Magic Johnson smile, that's Martin Luther King, man. Yeah, man. M- Michael Jordan. That's Martin Luther King, the dream, man, all this is Martin Luther King's dream. None of this is Malcolm X's dream, okay? Where black people are right now is Martin Luther King's dream, not Malcolm X's. But if you know how the powers that be work when they find a person of color that is echoing the sentiments that go along with their political narrative, they will put everything behind that person, especially if the alternative or the latter is an organic black man speaking about issues that have to do with true um problems and issues of the black community so it's the same thing happening here the same thing that's why i say i laugh i can i told you but i that's why i put up my post i was like watch after i do this youtube series I guarantee you're going to see. I got, a, I got a show. Oh, oh, we're getting a TV. We're doing this. We're doing this reality TV show. I got a show. I got a show. Everybody, and then they sit and wait. They sit and wait for me to do something else. All right. So, like two two months from now, I'll say, all right, this is something that I'm going to do, and then you'll then you'll start to see other podcasters do it. Simba Ali will come out and say, Hey, man, I'm starting a now later company. Yeah, man, I'm starting a new now later company. After I actually do it, because they don't just they wait to see can I do it. So after I actually produced my first pack of now, you'll start seeing podcasts. And, yeah, I'm getting in the candy business. Oh, we got a new candy shop opening. Oh, we got this new candy shop opening. And it's like, why do you guys do everything that I do? But nobody, you guys act like you don't see me. Nobody was podcasting. There was zero podcasters in Minnesota when I started except local celebrities. Then I started the biggest and baddest and most dangerous and most controversial podcast ever and I kept saying it, I'm the only one, I'm the best one Next thing you know, podcasts, I'm podcast, I'm I'm the podcast I got the podcast and I'm on the podcast it please I didn't know you niggas like podcasting so much I, Nigga, I didn't hear you niggas on my page Liking it and commenting and hey, what's up bro what's go-? Niggas just I got a podcast too Yes, but yours sucks <laughs> Your podcast sucks My shit generates revenue and shit Because people like listening to me My podcast is a podcast you can listen to while you're driving on the journey. It's stated facts. I can get you from a state to another state. Lies. I can get you from a city to another city. Okay, we'll keep it being there. All right. So yeah, that's Stop Signs Masterpieces. My podcast, I drop them when I feel. I don't need to do it like that because I'm actually living in a space of independency. The rest of the podcast is in Minnesota stop signs. When's the last time you just sat there and be like, man, this stop sign is dope. You see them every day. That's their shit. You see it. You don't remember when you see it. You don't remember the interview. You don't remember what happened with that. You don't remember anything about it. Just a stop sign till you see another one. So that's the difference. Ah, <sighs> Yeah, but um, I hope everybody out there is rocking with the new content I've been putting out. I hope you guys have the Savoir Fair clothing. Um. Thank you to everybody who's been streaming and sharing the podcast. This has been fun. It's been a long time. Um, we are back, and who knows when I'll come back again? I try to do the whole. I'm gonna be here every Monday. On that's a stop sign. I'm gonna be here every Monday. That's a stop sign, bro. I'll I'll be here when I feel like doing it again. When something happens. When Charleston White maces another top ten rapper. Cause Soldier Boy is the top ten of all time talk about all-time hip-hop artists soldier boy's one of them so if charleston white maces somebody else or fucking it comes out that tupac shakur was still in his style they don't come back and podcast but other than that hey they get, let these streams run up all these ads that i'm doing all these commercials that i'm doing let them pile up and then let me hit that fucking um cash out button for them racks you know what i'm saying let me do this podcast shit i do but no what you guys can look forward to is the me against the world, though. That is something that will be coming weekly. So that's something I will be looking forward to. Click and subscribe to the North Star TV if you haven't already. I'm sure a lot of people have. We're already at 2,000 subscribers. I would like to see that number go up. Really, I would like to get like 10,000 subscribers if I can um, by the end of the summer. I would like to be sitting at like a 20,000 subscriber type of thing. Um, I know you guys are coming with me fast, though, because the numbers have been jumping. I went from, like, 1,500. We're already at 2,000, so that's 500 subscribers. Um, But, yeah, share it with your friends, and make sure you guys come on into the show. But the Me Against the World shit, that shit is dope. To everybody that's watched that, I see them numbers up there, so I know. I know when my numbers are up that that's, my, that's the starship. That's the starship. When I see them numbers up, I'm like, there go my starships. There goes my people. Um, So... Thank you again. And thank you for the last podcast episode. I almost lost everything. We're breaking grounds. I think we're almost up to like 50, 50 fucking K. Up to about 50K streams on that episode, man. That episode did great. So I don't know how good one this one's gonna do. I hope this one does good. Do I gotta name this? I lost everything part two. Just so just to fool you guys, clickbait you guys. I lost everything part two, motherfucker. <laughs> just because I wanted to do as good as the last one did all. Um, but let's 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 get into some shit. Um, I think we cleared up everything that I was talking about. Is that is that everything that's been going on with me? Yeah, everybody in Minnesota is trying to do what I do. Um, they're trying to get into television. Um, it's just, it's just what it is. Stop signs masterpieces. My podcast will always be a masterpiece. Theirs will always be stop signs. All right, let's keep let's get going. Biggie Smalls was Biggie Smalls a fraud? You guys didn't hear this shit. Listen to this shit, man. Fucking Biggie Smalls, man. Oh my God, man. And, and, but it makes sense because Diddy's such a fucking. It, it was Diddy. I'm not going to blame Biggie. It was Diddy's fault. It was Diddy. We're not blaming Biggie for this shit, man. I can't hear it. Where's it at? How come I can't hear it? Are we not connected? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You guys hear this shit so listen to this it says old song going viral online My prove notorious big stole his entire flow from a rapper named what was the dude's name big big something we'll, we'll figure it out but just listen to this guys listen to this shit. the shit hey, on my way up with my Damn, man, when it kind of raps, I guess I'm an OG. Did Biggie Smalls fucking steal this flow from this nigga? Now, this, what's this guy's name? Let's find out who this guy is. Let's, 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 let's get into this. Let's see if this is real. Let's go. Because I, I can't. It, it hurts my heart. This is my generation. Fuck you. This is my generation. Okay. Where's the link at? There we go. A rapper named Notorious Big One. That was the guy's name. Ooh. Yeah, that's Dicey. Rapper named Notorious Big One says his name and song was stolen. Damn, the game is dirty. Um, They're all going hard at Puffy and Biggie, too, by default. How real is this? Um, Let's see. Yes, it was lazy. Also late. I'm also tired. But here's the situation in a nutshell. There was a rapper with the name Notorious Big One, and he had a reported song called Big Daddy. That was the song we were just listening to over the, hey, yeah, yeah, you know very well. That song we were just playing, that song was called Big Daddy. That did zero damage. <laughs> Nobody bought that record. Um, he was from Mississippi. Um, This is a real song that used the same sample from Juicy. That was the name of the song, guys, Juicy which was derived from the hit song, Juicy Fruit. Um, so Juicy Fruit is the song um, by Matum, Matume. Um, decade, decades after the tragic end of Christopher Wallace, the song is making the rounds and the rapper is talking. Basically, the accusations are he was ripped off. Um, he went from Biggie Smalls. Now, this is the things that the comparisons, you guys rock with me. He went from Biggie Smalls to Biggie, oh Big E Smalls, due to a lawsuit by Calvin Lockhart in 1992, then became Notorious B.I.G. in 1993. Um, the year Notorious B. One, the other guy whose song was supposedly stolen, the year Notorious B. One from Mississippi dropped his first and last single. B.I.G. needed a name and a hit single, and Puffy found both in Mississippi. Notice on the song in question, Biggie says, from the Mississippi down to the East Coast. That was weird. I remember when Biggie said that, I'm like, what? From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. That was a weird line from me. Uh, notice Biggie says, from the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Also notice B1 named his song Big Daddy. Um, Biggie named Biggie named his alter ego Big Papa. I know some of you guys won't believe that, but it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of things that are. mm, I think there's something to this. I think there is something to this. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, Tupac has been dead pretty much just as long as Biggie Smalls. And nobody's coming out saying Tupac stole my style. And you're not hearing Tupac songs and shit, right? But that's because Tupac again. And now we're getting back into the whole thing, right? The same thing that's going on with me. I told you guys. There's Malcolm X. That's organic. Made from the people. Went through shit to be who he is. And now is blossoming and turning into a leader in front of the people, and the people are listening to him organically. The Democrats, the Jews, and the elite bourgeoisie blacks have to go make something to combat him. We need something to split the attention they create and find Martin Luther King. We have Tupac Shakur, organic, comes from the Black Panther Party. Okay? Comes from the Black Panther Party. The most revolutionary group that has any remnants organically talented theater. This is all organic what made Tupac and now he's here hip hop. We need something to combat him. Puffy. We can see the power that Puffy has now, right? You guys got to use your brains. How does Puffy last Shug's in jail? Puffy is out dancing around living the best time of his life. Well, he sided with the right side. These Democrats, right? So they made Biggie to combat Tupac. We can't have this revolutionary guy out here. We need somebody on the opposite side. Talking about pushing old ladies down the street and shooting pregnant women in the stomach and shit like that. We need, see what I'm saying? It always will happen whenever there's an organic leader, the powers that be with the smiles, not the ones that we are that we are watching the KKK is gonna get us not them. it's the Democrats it's the yeah it's the it's the the owners of the record labels that we signed to. it's the owners of the basketball teams that we sign to and play for. These are the guys that smile and pat us on the head. These are the guys that go. In those private rooms and make sure they make leaders to combat our organic leaders. So every Malcolm X, they're going to make a Martin Luther King. Every Tupac, they're going to make a Biggie. Every Simba Ali, they're going to make a Live on Lake Street. That's just how it's going to go. They're going to make something to combat, to quiet that organic noise of the person who went through things to be what he is. What I went through to be Simba Ali, a lot of you guys couldn't do. You can't go through what I've been through to be Simba Ali. It's too hard. It takes too many hours of dedication, preparation. It takes too much harnessing of your talent. It takes doing without. A lot of things that you guys don't do to be Simba, to be here. So, yeah. But anyways. Something I wanted to bring up. It was kind of fucking with me all today because they were playing Biggie Smalls like back-to-back to back today, and I'm, I just couldn't listen to it the same. Like, Biggie, did you fucking lie to me, Biggie? Did you lie to me, Biggie? You motherfucker. Shit. I, hope, I wonder if this will just go away, though. If this is going to be one of those stories that just kind of pop up, go away, or will this actually gain legs? We'll see. Uh, Charleston White. Yeah, Charleston White fucking... <laughs> pepper sprayed soldier boy man told you man these gang niggas man this the sheet is coming off there's a civil war going on there's a bunch of civil wars going on there's a civil war going on between the rural white guy with a beard out in the country who don't want to integrate with nobody and just wants to be with white folks and the weak ass white guy that wants to be black and wants to cry about all the things that his ancestors did oh white guilt yeah, there's a, there's a civil war going on between white folks who are about to do another killing. <laughs> there's white folks who are out there. got They're buying guns. They're buying bullets. They're ready for some shit to jump off. But th- their first fight is going to be with the other white people, the weak white men, the weak white men who want to cry in white guilt. Oh, black people. Yeah, it's going to be a civil war between them and them. So white people are going to have their civil war again. The strong whites against the weak whites. There's going to be a civil war between the niggas too, street niggas and black people. Charleston white and myself represent the front line of the black folks who's getting tired. And we realize you guys haven't ever fought fair. Killing our kids. That's not fair. Shooting and drive bys and making our neighborhoods unsuitable for us to live in. That's not fair. Nobody discussed this, but this isn't something that we came to a table and agreed upon. You guys just start low blowing. So guess what we start doing? We calling the cops on you niggas now. Yep, we're spraying you with mace. Yep, we're shooting you niggas with crossbows. Yep, we're tying, we're doing all everything to get rid of you. We got uh, district attorneys in Fulton County locking up fucking young thug, locking up fucking young gunner, and about to get little baby. And it's a war. Black people that are tired and they want a community where their kids can play and don't have to worry about their kids being shot or recruited by gangs. They don't want that. They don't want their child to be a product of the prison industrial complex. They don't want that. Yeah, it's a line. It's a line in the sand. Charleston White just met pepper sprayed soldier boy, jumped out with 12 niggas. Why are you jumping out with 12 niggas? Damn, 12 niggas. That's silly. But you got your ass pepper sprayed, though. (laughs) You got to be more careful when you fuck around with a nigga like Charleston White (laughs) and myself. Cause see, I'm different. I'm. I would never think. I would never think to pepper spray, nigga. I gotta get me some pepper spray, though. That's a good. That's. I'm finna get me some pepper spray. You best believe all, oh, nigga. I'm finna get me some nice. I want that gel too. I want that shit. That, that same shit Charleston had. But see, me, I'm just more of a physical nigga. I just think I can physically beat up everybody. I really do. I really think that in a physical altercation, I'll beat the shit out of anybody. So that's what my first things are always gonna be. I'm gonna always gonna try to put my hands on you first. But now I'm thinking, like, why? Why would I risk bruising my hands or getting a charge or anything like that? Slipping and falling or anything. I'm just going to mace a nigga, man. Back the fuck up, man. I'm finna go get me some fucking mace. Fucking right. Charleston Wright just, Charleston White just beat me. He just gamed me up one. I'm always trying to put knuckles on a nigga and trying to <laughs> show my UFC mixed martial arts. I can't wait. That's what I always want. People are like, Simba, you just waiting to try to put one of these combinations on a nigga. That's why you talk like this. You fucking right. I want some nigga to run up to him, oh, you said, and you think you're going to do something, nigga, you finna leave here in the ambulance fucking with me, but now, I'm like, fuck that even, man, I'm finna go get some mace, yeah, I'm finna get some pepper spray, nigga, I'm finna get that good, what's that shit called, that honey mustard, I'm finna get that honey mustard, nigga, I'm finna get, <laughs> I'm finna get that honey mustard, man. I'm getting me some of violet at honey mustard. And I'm yeah, man, please run up on me. Get your ass pepper sprayed. Ah, beautiful. What's going on in the world? Oh, guys, by the way, something that you didn't know. I caught my son watching a little bit of porn the other day. Yep, sure did. Sure did. Sure did. Yep. Yep. He finally crossed the line. It took him a while. By the time I was his age, I had watched so much porn. It wasn't even funny. Man, I'm telling you, I used to leave porno tapes in my mom's TV. My mom would come home and after a hard day's work, my mom would come home after a hard day's work and then, oh, she would take her shoes off, go in a room and think she's going to watch Young and the Restless. Nope. Big black ass would pop up. Big black oiled ass would pop up. Yep. I forgot to take the VHS out. My mom had one of the TVs that the VHS could go on. You know, remember the old school TVs in the 90s. It was a TV and then you could put the VHS in the TV and I would be in there whacking off, and I would forget, and I would leave the tape in, and then my mom would come home, I would dip, and go out and play, and then my mom would come home, and then fucking, yeah, blacks versus blondes is in her fucking, <laughs> in her TV, you know what I'm saying, so he, he, had, he he's, he's late, but anyway, yeah, I go in the nigga's room the other day, I go in my nigga's room, I'm like Simpson, call a nigga, call him, I go in his room, this nigga's under the fucking blanket, this nigga's under the fucking blanket, Pulled up! What the fuck are you doing, nigga? You know, I thought the nigga was dying or something. Nigga, I'm like, what the fuck? All of a sudden, first thing I see is his phone. I see titties. I see titties. I see titties, and it's nice titties. Yeah, my son has a good good taste in titties, okay? Let's keep it a bean. Yeah, that's nice. yeah, my son got nice taste in titties, man. I was like, damn, man, that's some nice taste. But he was all scared. He was like, oh, my God, Dad. He, like, he started crying and shit. Like, he started feeling embarrassed. Like, I was going to yell at him. I'm like, nigga, ain't nobody going to yell at you, nigga. You think you're the first guy to fucking look at titties, nigga? no you're not the first guy to look at titties i had to explain to him though i said you can't be doing it like this like what kind of what are you doing you fucking animal <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like nigga i'm home like what the fuck are you doing watching porn and i'm, I'm fucking here you know what i'm saying wait till i ain't nobody here man because if your mom comes in and sees you doing that it could scar her you know me i see you watching porn i just laugh all my sons finally coming into the fucking light right but your mom pull back the cover and see that shit that could fucking scar her forever You know what I mean? She could she could be scarred. So, son, one, make sure you're using toilet tissue. Don't use any objects that are going to crust up and are going to fucking cut us with your cum crust. One and two, fucking wait till ain't nobody here, man. Wait to watch your joints, man. Ain't nobody here. That way you can really just kind of get in your groove. (laughs) Oh, he's growing up. Seagulls growing up. Ah, uh, Charleston White's pepper spray niggas. And nigga stayed in Miami. He was like the last nigga to leave. Niggas was, I was worried about that. I ain't gonna front. When nigga pepper spray soldier boy, I was like, because I know how shit goes. But then I forgot. But I do know how shit goes. I'm like that they're going to try to get their lick back. They are going to try to get Charleston White back. They're not going to let that happen. But then I remember that Charleston White travels with black men. He doesn't travel with Bloods and Crips and gang gang niggas. See, that's how niggas get lined up. You guys not know how you get lined up? So I can say whatever I want about any gang member. This is a fact. I can say anything I want about Bloods. I don't. I don't antagonize them like that. That's Charleston White. Like I say, we're two different people. I don't fall in his lane. He don't fall in my name. I'm not going to be disrespecting Bloods. I'm not going to be disrespecting Crips. I'm not going to be disrespecting gang members in a gang sense. All of you guys can die, and I wouldn't give a fuck because you're a detriment to the black community and you're anti-black. So in that regards, if every gang member died, I wouldn't shed a tear and goodbye. But what I'm not going to do is on my post, keep coming out disrespecting you and that kind of stuff. But Charleston White does that. But why does he do that? Because he recognizes and realizes what I just realized. That if you don't have Bloods, Crips or gang members in your circle, they can't hurt you. That's how the power happens. Follow me. So if I come out and I say, man, fuck, this is just an example, right? This is this is just a hypothetical. If I come out and I say, fuck Big U, right? Man, fuck Big U. Well, if I got any Crips that are my homeboys, that's where the lineup is going to happen. You get it? You guys kind of, are you guys kind of following me? If I come out right now and say, fuck Big U, and I got homies that are Crips, I got a couple Crip homies that I roll with, and these niggas is Crips, Big U will put the call to, hey, who is the niggas around him that's with the set? whoop-de-whoop and whoop whoop and whoop whoop these niggas is crips they'll line me up for the death and then turn their head that's it and then they'll cry at my funeral and they'll put my poster up on instagram real nigga but they will be the ones that line me up it, that's how it has to happen the gangs put the call out to who is with him that represents our gang or represents a gang we're friendly with now, the worst call that a gang member can get back is none. Everybody that's around him is a black man that's on the same mission as him. So if I'm trying to hurt Charleston White and I'm a blood, you see, disrespected the blood nigga. Yeah, the blood nigga pulled the camera out and all this shit, all this shit. The niggas, the niggas ain't did shit to Charleston. I hope they don't ever do anything to him, but niggas ain't did shit to Charleston. But that's because he travels with black men that believe what he believes. So he's insulated and protected by people that believe what he believes, which is this gang shit is a detriment and will fight any gang nigga trying to step to us. Because we're out here trying to do better for the black community. He got a bunch of old down south black men with him. So when they put that call in to try to line Charleston White up, all they keep getting is black men with no gang affiliation. It's hard to do that. It's almost like the police. The police need somebody in your organization to rat in order to bring it down. If everybody, if your uncle, see, that's what Frank Lucas did. He insulated himself. And that's what the mafia tried to do. You insulate yourself with the people you trust who would never think to answer the outside call. And that was one of my biggest lessons that I learned is I can't have any people like that around me. Now, right now, I just keep my firearms around because they're my most reliable thing. But if you do see us, I will build my circle with black men who have no gang affiliation. So when that call comes in, hey, man, let Simba, he's in town. Let's line him up. Well, you're going to be talking to black men who are have my best interest at heart, not weak black men who are a member of your gang. And yeah, because yeah, blood, you better line him up because blood or it's going to be tight on you. Blood and Oh, man so that's why he was safe i was like how was i was like because when it happened i was like man charleston you might want to get out of there man soldier boy's gonna want that lick back and you know he is tied with fruit town bloods he's tied with the bloods so nigga hey that nigga stayed down there the whole entire time and he kept doing live videos insulated and protected by strong black men willing to fight and die now you can't have no soft black men around you can't have no niggas that read books around you i'm a black man and i read books no You got to have black men that are actually coming from the street that are willing to that have had enough. And that's how I know not not a lot of black men have because you don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of street niggas with that. I'm willing to actually confront the current climate of street culture. I know I was a part of it, but in order for it to stop, I, as a person who was a part of it, has to change it. I have to get in here and confront this shit. Niggas don't. Niggas die and the street niggas just going about their business. Shit happens and street niggas going about their business. The only time street niggas care about what goes on politically in the black community is when police officers do something. When police do something, then all the gang niggas, Hey man, you and here But when murders and wars are happening between the East and the West side and the bees and GDs and the Crips and then other Crips or the bloods and the other bloods of the, the, the bloods and the Crips and all these wars are going off in the black communities All the street niggas act like they don't. hmm? They act like they're mad at Charleston White for saying something on the internet. (laughs) All this mayhem going on in the inner city communities and we're mad at what Charleston White and Simba Ali are saying on their podcast platforms. I can't wait to catch one of them niggas. But you know, the nigga that just killed two niggas just walked right by you. The nigga that killed the little girl in the gas station. He just walked right by you. You didn't say shit to him. You didn't want that smoke. You go in your house, you get on a computer, see me, giving my opinion on my platform or giving my opinion on a social media post and now you want to hurt me and not the nigga you just seen that killed the little girl not the niggas out here causing the wars not the niggas out catching bodies all this mayhem that you see going on in your front door you bypass that off and then you get mad did you hear what that nigga said about criminals criminals did you see what just happened yesterday no man but simba said he said street nigga nigga you see what's going on in our everyday life nigga for you to be spending so much time trying to line charleston up trying to be mad at simba it's crazy but that's what's up but um charleston got back to fort worth or dallas he got back safe and everything went good soldier boy soldier boy stop, man that nigga was on soldier boy get off the fucking get off the internet for a minute soldier boy that's all you know you're the first nigga to ever get pepper sprayed by another nigga soldier boy always says i'm the first rapper to put fries on a cheeseburger i'm the first rapper to play super mario brothers i'm the first rapper to ever take a shower and use hot and cold water well soldier boy you're also the first nigga to ever get maced by another nigga okay (laughs) a lot of firsts but uh yeah with them white teeth nigga guys it's funny see how nigga Ain't that funny Soldier Boy sitting there talking about what real niggas don't do? Man, I ain't never seen a real nigga with pepper spray. I ain't never seen a real nigga put fake teeth in his mouth, nigga. That's what I'm saying. What's the rules? Who makes the rules? You see what I'm saying? Soldier Boy can literally be there with a teeth full of porcelain, a teeth full of toilet bowl material, talking about what real niggas don't do. I'm not knocking you for getting your teeth, my nigga. I'm just saying that's a very feminine kind of nigga street niggas don't fix their teeth unless they go to jail nigga cuz they got them all knocked out nigga <laughs> you know what I'm saying you don't fix your teeth to look good nigga street niggas don't do that just like street niggas don't mace niggas just like street niggas don't eat booty and there's a lot of shit that is going on that real street niggas don't do when the book was written when the book was written on street niggas in the 60s the book on street niggas was written in the 60s everything that we do today in 2022 goes against that so don't try to single out fucking charleston white's pepper spray i agree charleston white's pepper spray might not have been the toughest thing to do but nigga we're not gonna stop there nigga all the dancing and all the fucking medicine you niggas is doing and all the bullshit you niggas is doing and all the the not speaking up for your people you niggas is doing and shucking and jiving and house and cooning and you niggas is doing don't try to focus on charleston white's fucking pepper spray all the streets is fucked up, nigga. Please. What? Charleston White said he's coming out of a new dance. Bruh, wait. Oh, shit, you tripping. Oh, bruh. Wait, you tripping. <laughs> Charleston White did it again, man. Did it again. Undefeated, man. Shit's hilarious to me. People be like, why do you watch Charleston White? I'm like, that's the only source of comedy that I have. Like, you usually watch the comedy that you can relate to. From the people that vibrate on the same vibrational frequency that you do. So 98% of African Americans turn to Ha ha Davis, right? 99% of African Americans who want to laugh, they turn to Kevin Hart or they turn to Ha ha Davis or they turn to Mike Epps. The nigga comedians, right? That that reflect who they are. They see themselves as Mike Epps. They see themselves as Ha ha. They see themselves as Kevin Hart. or They hope to be Kevin Hart. See, that's what you you watch that what you, you know, with me, I don't want to be none of them. I don't want to be Kevin Hart. I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. That funny like I ain't gonna lie. I just seen him on the pivot. I just seen Kevin Hart on the pivot and he made me laugh when the nigga was talking about the nude beaches, but Kevin Hart's comedy doesn't make me laugh from the pit of my stomach. Mike Epps's comedy doesn't make me laugh from the pit of my stomach. Ha ha. Davis's comedy on Instagram it doesn't make me laugh I I swear I'll be wondering how does nigga get a million views on this I'm watching it's all right it's that's cool but nigga damn this is not that funny but when I listen to Charleston White that's my I laugh from the pit of my stomach one because I agree so everything that he's saying I agree with but then it's funny the way that he's saying it so that's my comedy I don't watch Charleston White because I like to listen to his voice or I I think he's a black leader and I'm trying... No, nigga, I watch Charleston White the same reason I my mom watched Eddie Murphy and the same reason people watch Richard Pryor and the same reason people watch Dick Gregory. That's my source of comedy when I want to laugh. It's hard for me to get a laugh. It's hard for me to laugh from the pit of my stomach, especially concerning my own people. But when Charleston White comes on the motherfucking microphone and I turn on and I see Charleston White, I can really laugh. So it's that's why I watch Charleston White. I don't watch Charleston White to get ideas or anything like that. I watch Charleston white strictly for comic relief. And because what he says is valid. And because I see my vibrations vibrating in Charleston white, I see the same thing. We vibrate on the same kind of color frequency. That's it. So it's relatable. He's saying a lot of things that I probably would say. If I was sitting in that seat, same thing like with you guys with, Haven Hart, haha Davis, same thing. If I get caught cheating, that don't mean I don't love you. Is that the song of the summer? I swear, I swear, man, one more fuck mess all this up? That shit I was one of the first niggas to play that again too. When I put that up on my stories, everybody was like, "Where'd you get this from? Where'd you see this?" I'm like, "Nigga, y'all niggas are slow, man. Y'all niggas are not in tune with." The the chitlin circuit man if you're not in tune with the chitlin circuit you're missing out on a lot man I that's one thing I am in tune with is my nigga my niggerism you know what I'm saying my niggerism I'm in tune with my ancestors and my fucking nigga shit that I don't like I'm still in tune with it what time is it I think I'm gonna be going to bed you guys I just wanted to come in and tap in and talk in oh oh uh, the shooting that happened um what was the guy's name tackle sundry I talked about it. Um, Minnesota Stand Up posted me. Shout out to Minnesota standup, by the way. Yeah, yeah, minnesotastandup.com. They posted me talking about techosundry and everybody got mad. But I don't, again, scratch your ass and get glad. Right and wrong is all I'm concerned with. And it was right for the police to shoot that motherfucker. It was wrong for him to go shooting at a woman, unarmed woman, and with her children in the house. That's the society that we live in now, though. We live in a society where the criminal can do crime and put people in danger. And if the police respond and that criminal happens to lose his life, we immediately tag George Floyd. We're like waiting for it. We want it. And that's how you know that what it meant to be black is gone because there is no governing. There is no governing body. To say, wait a second, that guy was a child molester. We are in a time, and this is a fact, we are in a time where a black man can go to a park, a children's park. Listen to this story, guys. And think about this when you're thinking about Teckle Sundry, wherever this fucking guy was. We're living in a time when a man, a 40-year-old man can be high off crack Drugs, meth, he can go to a children's park, a children's park, innocent children. He can go to a children's park, kill a child, rape a child, hurt a child. The police show up and shoot the 40 year old crack meth head and kill him. And everybody will come out and protest against the police for shooting a black man. That's where, and they'll they'll say George Floyd and nobody will say time off. This guy was trying, or this guy did hurt that kid. This guy did um, molest that kid. This guy did kill that kid. Nobody says that. What they say is, well, don't bring up his criminal. Don't bring up the past. Don't bring up the past. No, this motherfucker had a criminal present. Criminal past means 10 years ago, he did some shit, clinked his life up, working a job, being an outstanding citizen. That's what it means to have a criminal past. George Floyd had a criminal present. Tekel Sundry had a criminal present. 95, I'll say 90% of the niggas that get killed by police officers since all this shit's been going on with Black Lives Matter and Colin Kaepernick and all the bullshit. 90% of the niggas killed by law enforcement have been criminals it's been justified it's been you have done something that warranted police being called upon you now that doesn't mean a a light out in a car (laughs) you did something where people had to get on the phone say hey man this motherfucker is doing this that's what i mean and you have to take responsibility for the outcome you cannot be a criminal and say well the Well, the outcome has to be in my favor. Nigga, what? Yeah, I'm gonna go rob a bank, but you guys better take me peacefully. What? I mean, it'd be night, but come on, fam. You realize you could get killed robbing a bank. You do realize that engaging in gang activity and putting hits out on niggas and throwing up blood handshakes and every shake and all this gang shit that YSL. You do realize you can go to jail if the police ever get wind of this, right? Like when that's what we live in. We live in a world now where we strip people of the fact of living with the consequences of the decisions. You want to say anything on the Internet, you can get punched in the mouth. That's just a fact. You can't say anything on the Internet. And when somebody walks up to you and punches you in the mouth, you get. Oh, huh? I just, no, you weren't ready. So. This is just that was my whole point with the tackle sundry thing Did I know that the guy had mental health issues. Yes, he had mental health issues. I think mental health issues is a sad thing, and I think that anybody with mental health issues should get help. It's on the people around the mother, the father, the aunts, the cousins, the neighbors. It's a community thing. People around have to make sure that this man is committed in a place where he can be safe. Because once your mental health puts me in jeopardy. Now all bets are off. I have to put you down like old Yeller. You guys seen the movie Old Yeller with the dog? Got to put him down. Look, I have all empathy and sympathy for people dealing with mental health issues. But once your mental health issue puts my life in jeopardy or in danger, then I must preserve my life self-preservation the number one rule self-preservation i can't say oh you this guy got bipolar so go ahead stick me stab me in the neck yeah stab me in the neck because you're bipolar you're just having a dark day today so in my life so you can have a a brighter day fuck out of here man same thing with drugs i don't give a fuck that you get high i get high everybody gets high nobody i don't care about you getting high you do not have the right to get high and involve other people or businesses in your high shit uninvited if it's invited it's fine meaning like i'm trying to help you or anything like that i've invited myself into your high shit i'm getting high with you then okay but if i'm have nothing to do with your high shit don't you go involve me in your high shit as a business or a person don't come ask me for money don't come try to sell me a faint 20 in my job and my establishment do not bring your junkiness and your addictness Into my circumference. It's uninvited unless I say, hey man, I see that you're high. I want to get high with you. Or I see, hey man, you're high. I want to help you. I'm I work in a fucking, what's it, recovery place. I'm trying to help you. Well, now I've invited myself into your high shit. If I want to get high with you, I've invited myself into your high shit. See that person walking down the street on his way to work, though? He is not involved in your high shit. You cannot rob him and then have the whole community come out and parade in March and picket and say he was a drug addict dealing with drug issues you shouldn't have killed him somebody I killed his ass I was going to work minding my own business this big six foot four crackhead walked up on me and tried to fuck with me and rob me for my fucking money he did not know that I had a legally uh, a, a legal license to carry firearm I upped it and blew his fucking brains out and now you guys are all outside my door talking about you killed a man he, he had he was just he was addicted. He was an addict. Come on, you guys. Stop. So anyway. That was what I basically felt about the whole tackle sundry thing. It wasn't. And, and again, motherfucker, you got two white parents, two stupid ass white parents crying in white guilt. Anytime I see white people crying about white guilt, well, if he was black, he would have been took the up. Uh, shut up. Shut up. You make your ancestors roll over in your grave. You make your ancestors, your white ancestors that left the potato, the potato famineing farms of Europe and came and killed a bunch of black Native Americans and enslaved more Africans from Africa. They did all that shit so you can sit there and cry about the injustices and inequalities of racism from the white people's perspective. Let the niggas cry about that. Let Tekel Sundry cry about that. Let his Ethiopian half cry about that. Don't you bring your white ass on TV talking about the inequities of racism. It's the only reason why you're sitting here. The reason you're sitting here, ma'am, in your place is because your ancestors did some foul shit. You want to give it back? You guys want to go back to Europe? We can do that. Everybody go back to Europe. Then shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear any white person talking about crying about white guilt or all white people got to go back to Europe. Fucking If he was, I hate when white people do that shit. I hate when white people try to do any of that fucking Democrat sign my petition for reparations. That's it. That's it. I don't want white people to do a goddamn thing for me. I don't want white people to do anything. Can you hear me, white people? This is a public service announcement from Simbali. I don't want white people to do a goddamn thing for me or my people, except sign the petition for reparations. If it's not that, fuck it. I don't want you to let me into your store. I don't want you to let me into your league. I don't want you to let me into your rap label. I don't want you to let me into your neighborhood. I don't want you to do anything for me. All I want white people to do to show me that you're sorry for what happened to my people in this country is sign my petition and other African-Americans petition for reparations. That's it. I don't want you to vote for this guy. I don't want you to play a saxophone. I don't want you to dance on TikTok and twerk your ass i don't want you to put gang tattoos on your face and put cornrows in your head and throw up gangs i don't want you to do i don't want white people to do any of that just sign my fucking petition for reparations. if you do that i swear to god then i'll i'll give you the credit and i'll believe you and i'll do anything that you i'll fucking i'll believe you okay but until white people do that all that you know racism shut up peckerwood hunky I just want to get racist when white people, I don't, I'll never get racist towards white people until I hear white people trying to talk on behalf of black people like they care. Don't patronize me, peckerwood, cracker honky. Now I'm getting mad. Just keep going on with your life like you don't care. That's why I get mad when I see all this black lives matter shit. And I'm looking at all these white people acting like they care. You guys acting like you care about black people. Not one reparation has been brought up. You'll put Black Lives Matter on an NBA floor. You'll put Black Lives Matter on a NFL jersey. You'll open a LeBron James school. You'll give Colin Kaepernick a Nike deal. You'll come out with a, a Emmett Till movie. You'll do in. You'll do. You'll come out. You'll do anything. White people will do anything in the world, but do what this shit was about: land, money. Black people need land and money. We don't need networks. We don't need TVs. We don't need jackets. We don't need basketball courts. We need land and money. That's what was taken from us land and money. And every time you bring reparations up to white people, they always say, Well, you know, I think reparations should be given in the form of education. (laughs) That's how that, see, these are the white people that I love. This, This is what I get mad at. The same white people that would crowd around me and You need to love George Floyd. You need to respect George Floyd. If you say, hey, man, what about reparations? They'll say, well, you know, reparations should be given in the form of education. So you're saying my people are stupid, huh? These are the same white people that have Black Lives Matter on their storefronts in front of bars and and, and barricades. (laughs) You guys ever roll through North Minneapolis, like south side or the north side of Minneapolis and the skirts where like niggas are and white people are kind of peppered in there? You know what I'm saying? Like where the George Memorial thing is and, you know, where, where niggas is. But white people are kind of peppered. You know, that little blend where the where the suburban area is up here and the niggas is down here. And there's that like the middle area where niggas are mostly and white people are peppered. But if you go in those peppered areas, you'll see a lot of businesses and houses where they got Black Lives Matter stamped on their house or on their business. But it's behind a fucking barricade it's behind a barred window please nigger don't don't break it and steal my sword didn't you see the black lives matter sign nigger (laughs) these are the white people that I hate I I much prefer racist I don't you know I, I want a different kind of white I think white people need to be like remade or something but I much rather have a real white person and a real white person does not give a fuck about what's going on in the color you guys figure that out You know, white person, a real honest white person has the perspective of, look, you get your shit together. And when you get your shit together, bring it to the bring it to me and then we can talk about what we're going to do. But you want me to care about your thing? You want me to come? You want me to leave my post? This is what shocks white people who have a military mind frame. Hey, black man, you want me to leave my post and come into your post and spend time making you better? That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. If you let if, if even if you do allow me to come over into your post, the only thing I'm going to do is look for ways to expand and to make it better for my post. That's all. That's just natural. If I was you, I wouldn't let me into your post. I was minding my business as the white people and we're over here on our post doing our own thing. And you guys were doing your own thing, making Black Wall Street. He had a couple knuckleheads worrying about your shit and they came in and burned it down. But time has gotten better. And God, if you black people could get back to that mind frame, stop crying and knocking on our doors and asking what we're doing and do we like what you're doing and when are we coming back home and are you going to feed us? Are you going to water us? Are you? No, get back to doing what it is that you guys do and let us stay on our posts now. But no, nah, we want wh- white people come look at us, come get all up in our shit. And then we want to cry and complain about racism. It's funny. It's, it's silly ah well thank you everybody today you rocked with the north star podcast oh trump 2024 yay (laughs) god damn right if you are a family or a friend of mine now is not the time to come around because donald trump is gonna get the okay from the um republican party and we're gonna do this thing all over again as of now the republican party does not want to give it to donald trump They're like fuck no (laughs) The Republican Party, the Republican Party is doing what Minnesota is doing. Minnesota is scrambling, trying to find anybody but Simba Ali. Please do not let Simba Ali get famous. Do not let somebody famous come on his show. Do not let him have that moment that breaks him into the fame. We're in trouble. They're doing the same thing with Donald Trump. The Republican Party is doing the same thing with Donald Trump. They are scrambling like a motherfucker. They are scrambling like eggs, trying to find a worthy representative from the Republican Party. So they don't have to go with Donald Trump because Donald Trump has all he's the voice of the Republican Party, whether they like it or not. They try to act like there's something else. But the real voice of the Republican Party is Donald Trump. And that's why I believe I'm the voice of the people, because I truly believe that the voice of black people is not gang culture. Yeah, the true voice of black people is not gang and bloods and crips. No, we are something else. We love each other. We protect each other. We want to build. We want to work. We want to take our piece of this fucking world. We want our piece of this fucking universe. We do not want to sit in a corner with a basketball and a microphone and entertain the people that are taking over the world, the universe and the galaxy. We do not want to be the entertainment for the people who are globally and universally dominating. We want to take part in that global and universal domination. That's what my people want to do. So people be like, well, Simba, how are you able? Because most black people are tired of this shit. Most black people are tired of this shit. Most black people feel how Charleston White feels. Most black people feel how Simba Ali feels. They feel how we feel. That's why we're able to get this love. They're just too scared to say it. Same thing like back in the days. A lot of black people were tired of racism, but they didn't. They couldn't say it. It took Malcolm X to stand on the stage and voice it. Peckerwoods, Honky, Cracker, Pigs, White. All these things that Malcolm X used to say, we felt it. That's, it wasn't something that Malcolm X, that's how we felt. It felt good for him to say it. Was Malcolm X in danger, moving around, talking about white people like that? Sure, a white man could have shot him from a rooftop, but he was insulated by black people's protection. And everybody knew in America, if you assassinate Malcolm X, there will be a race war. That's what I mean. When you got your people. So that's the same way I move. You see, Simba, how are you moving through the hoods and everybody loving you? Because I'm a good nigga. I'm not a bad person. So. Whatever kind of person would be mad at what I said on the internet concerning criminality, concerning gang culture, that person that would want to run into me and do something to me, you feel that strongly about gang culture and criminality being a part of black culture. You're ready to confront me physically for it. Well, that's a demon. That's an evil person. That's not an everyday person working, going, that's not a, nah, that's an evil person. And I'm ready to do what I, what must need to be done with those people. Like I said, Archangel, Gabriel. They love to kill demons. That was their job. Their job was to kill demons. It's my job, too. To at least call them out. Maybe not to kill them. <laughs> I don't got to kill any demons, but I'm going to call you out, nigga. And if you put yourself in a position where it's either me or you, then guess what? Archangel, nigga. I've come to accept that. Beautiful life lesson. All right, you guys, I'm going to go in here and go to bed, knock out. I've been running around like crazy. I got editing to do with this, me against the world. This should be up. If it's not up tomorrow, guys, it will definitely be up Thursday. Um, Yeah, like I said, this was fun. Thank you, guys. We I was going to Clubhouse surf. You know, we got a new segment called Going to the Zoo," where we listen to Clubhouse, but we'll do that next time I come back. Um, I won't make you guys wait a month either. I'll be back before then. But, uh, yeah, make sure you guys share this just like the other one. I still see if we can get this bag up too like i said the north star podcast is taking over um everybody out there dm me i've been getting a lot of dms about the savoir fair i've been getting dms about um the ad um showing you guys how to do these ad placements and if you do want to add red for your business send it in with the script all the information you guys know how to do it Uh, this is simba ali we are out i'll holler at y'all next time